Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is created, the Gadigal and Bidjigal people of the Eora Nation. I pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. This is the Ash London Podcast. I am, you guessed it, Ash London. Reformed radio host, new mum and human being on a quest to live my best life when it feels like the world around me is imploding. Sound familiar? Every Tuesday, we do a bit of mum chat. Every Thursday, I do my favourite thing on the planet and I interview a guest. From celebrities who have entertained us over the craziness of the last two years to everyday people with inspiring stories. This is the Ash London Podcast. Today's guest on the podcast is Sydney resident Ben James, better known as Colour from Bankstown. I can't say that without being a bit wog. An Instagram character that stole many of our hearts over lockdown. The fake tanned, hair extensioned champion of Western Sydney and unlikely ally of our then Premier Gladys Berejiklian. Colours updates were something I personally looked forward to as a welcome distraction from the daily press conferences and the daily bad news when COVID was at an all-time peak here in Sydney. Carla, or Ben, stars in the upcoming Celebrity Apprentice, which isn't bad for a kid from Bankstown who grew up being relentlessly bullied for being different. Today's episode is all about resilience, family, and ultimately finding joy in authenticity. Please welcome to the show, Ben James, a.k.a. Carla from Bankstown. Hi. How Look are- at you. So chic. I love your glasses. Oh, thank you. They're from Sheen. They were $5. They're just blue like blue light glasses. But you know that, have you read about Sheen and how bad they are for the environment? I read that this week on Instagram and I was like, did you see they make like 300,000 styles of clothes, uh, style, not items of clothing, styles, yeah. styles a year? It's so bad. I have, um, I don't buy clothes from there. I buy like accessories. So I buy like glasses or like bags and stuff. But Cute. everyone's always like, where do you get your bags from? I'm like, um, online because I know. It's online. Just, just <laughs> like this little, this little boutique. You don't know what it's called. It's some like random it's place. very chic and just one-offs. Exactly. Do you have to spend a lot of money on um, accessorizing and just cute things? Um, I guess if you're going from Shein, not so much, but you would have to really. get a lot. Yeah, I mean, like, I think the most expensive thing I bought from there was, like, my my telephone bag that I have, like, the Carla yes. telephone bag, which was, like, $25. That was the most I've ever spent on Shein. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, everything How else. How do they even is, do it? Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, I haven't bought there for a while, but... um. Yeah, I, I feel bad. Every time someone mentions it to me, I'm like, it's my favorite. We're trying our best. It's my favorite website, but I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and welcome to the podcast, by the way. Thank ben, you. a.k.a. Carla from Bank Sound, suit of boo. Yeah. Um, we'll be able to just keep talking because we're already off to a great start. Have you made your first um, crazy purchase, like found a bit of fame, getting some Spawn Kong, got the TV show, got a bit of cash, I'm just going to YOLO and buy something expensive? Have you had that moment? Um. 
I would say probably yes. I mean, when I got my first like major paycheck from working and doing like Celebrity Apprentice, for example, I I actually have started collecting Crocs. I don't know, that's like the most <laughs> random thing in the whole world because I fucking hated Crocs when I first like saw them. I was like, these yeah. are the most disgusting shoes ever. And one of my best friends, Aaron, he he started wearing them and he's like, these are so cool. And I was like, actually they're kind of cute. And then you can add like the little charms to it. So now I have, charms. yeah, I have like maybe 16 pairs of Crocs now. Um, oh it's really gosh. bad. I think the most that I've spent on them, I found on this website where they do like things that aren't available anymore. So I found these, uh, post Malone co- um, collab pair of Crocs and they were like $250 and I bought them. Oh my god! I just gave away my Justin Bieber collab Crocs because I was like, I'm never going to use these. And my friend, who's like a huge Bieber fan, was like, Oh, come on! And they're like yellow with the because I was on Crocs maybe when I was I was working at a restaurant as a waitress, so I would have been. 13 years ago, probably. Yeah. And everyone, they were yellow. Everyone was like, "You, they're disgusting. What are you doing? I'm like, you wear them once <laughs> and you're like, it is walking on clouds. They are the most comfortable shoe that I own. And I literally have one for every I outfit that I want. I love that for you, accessorizing so. Crocs. Well done. Exactly. exactly. So you are, you are so intriguing to me, darling. And there's so much I want to know about you as a person in this journey. But I guess it all starts really... As a child, as a kid, now we're both from ethnic families and I think a lot of people have different ideas, maybe assumptions they would make about the kind of family you had um, and how that was for you. So what was it like? What's your family like? What was family life growing up for you? Um, So my family, my dad is actually Fijian Samoan. So my dad is Islander. My mum's Australian. So we come from like a very family orientated I guess, place, like, you know, obviously with, with Islander people and fobs, it's very much families together. You know, we would always, every school holidays, we'd go up and visit my grandparents and all my cousins. My dad has 10 sisters. <gasps> so I have like, I have like 43 first Does cousins. Does he have any brothers side. or just sisters? And he's the only boy. He is the only boy out of 10 sisters. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, I'm Lebanese and in my culture yep. that would be like God hates you. Like something's happened yep. <laughs> and you've been cursed <laughs> because you've got 10 girls and a boy. Yeah. Oh, my yep. gosh. So, yeah, it's just very much like we would spend Christmases together and like all the holidays together. The and, you know, every Sunday we always have like family lunches and all that kind of stuff. So for me, family was such a big part of that. And, you know, growing up in Bankstown, especially, you know, obviously everyone in Bankstown is very family orientated. There's a lot of, you know, Middle Eastern Mm. and there's a lot of Asian and there's a lot of, there's multicultural, like Bankstown is a very, very multicultural place. It's, it's such a good place to live in. Like as much as people want to say, you know, there's gangs and there's shootings and there's, all that kind of stuff. Like it does happen, but it hasn't happened for a while. Like it's not, it's not too bad now. It's okay. So, it's, it's getting so there. Do you feel like you learnt lots of like other languages, like, you know, words in certain languages and like different foods and kind of had a real sense of just kind of knowledge and understanding oh, about lots of different cultures? Abs- absolutely. Like I think for, so I, I went to primary school. I went to in um, Bass Hill. So Bass Hill area, which is kind of near Bankstown. Mm just like the next suburb over. And then high school, I went to an all boys school in Bankstown. 
um, which was really great for me, obviously trying to discover myself <laughs> and come out to myself. So that was really, really fun for me. Um, but yeah, like I learned, um, I guess the whole character of Carla just came from like people who I grew up with mm. and people who I knew from school. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily you know, Lebanese people or Middle Eastern people that influenced Carla. It was more that there were so many different cultures there that were all adapting to I that, it. I guess, yeah. sort of thing. And, you know, the way that they talk and the words that they say and everyone ends their sentence with yalla or whatever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like the standard of Bankstown. It's to, the best. You know, Have you ever had anyone and- reach out to you and say, oh my God, are you ba- did you base Carla off me? Like any of your friends from high school and stuff? No, actually, I haven't. I've had, um, I've met a few people down the track that I've been like, oh my God, if you, you are Carla, like if Carla was a woman, like an actual <laughs> woman, you would hundred percent be Carla. It. Like it's just, yeah, I think she just kind of came from like a whole bunch of different, different things in one. Yeah. And it just has kind of like watching my old videos back from like seven, eight years ago when I first started doing Carla to now it's definitely evolved as a character. Mm. When I first started, it was very much like the the voices change. And I think that's due to, um, you know, heavy smoking and Carla smokes a lot of ciggies <laughs> and has a lot of coffee. So I think that's where the voices come from. But the husky but laugh like, what... is the funniest part. Uh, that you think, is she about to have yeah. an emphysema attack? Like, lay <laughs> off the ciggies, Carla. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's um now she's on the vapes too. Of course, so obviously. Um, Everyone's on let's the talk about high school because I mean, hearing that you were at an all boys school in Bankstown, and we all know that your yep. teenage years is really when, for a lot of people, you really whether you're hetero or not, or queer or not, you're still coming to terms with who you are, who you want to be, and your place in the world. Yeah. So, at what age yeah. did you start to feel like mm, I'm probably not going to fit into this? classic mold that a lot of the boys around me are fitting into? Um, I guess I always felt like I was a little bit, a little bit more out there than, than other people. I guess growing up, I was always the, you know, I used humor to kind of mask mm. all of the, all the shit that I was going through. So through all throughout high school from like year seven up until like year 10, I was bullied like quite heavily. So I guess I was kind of figuring out who I was and it probably wasn't until maybe like year eight that I kind of started to feel a little bit more in touch with who I wanted yeah. to be. Um, and like my personality and stuff has never changed. I've always been the same person. I've always given people the time of day. You know, I never judge anybody by their looks or how they act or where they come from. Nothing like that. I'm not that person at all. So for me, meeting all these new people in high school and, you know, being all boys and being all like tough, like, yeah, bro, yeah, cuz, like all that kind of shit. It was just like very confronting for me. And I was like, oh, fuck, like, what am I going to do? Like, did you ever fake I it? Stay did you ever just kind of pretend? Well, I did, I, I, I did have a girlfriend for quite a That's while hot. just to kind of like, I know, right? <laughs> I was, I was seeing, I was seeing this girl for a little bit and then I kind of like thought to myself, I am gay. I do not like this <laughs> at all. It was more just like, <laughs> it was more like the, I guess like the companionship, yeah. like the having someone there kind of thing. And then it wasn't until, um, 
I guess we kind of realized like one of the, I think feel like one of the worst things that's probably happened was when we went to like year nine camp. I remember we came back and there was this group of guys who I was actually friends with at the time. Then they stopped being my friend and they, they started this rumor that I had this book that I was writing down all the boys in my grade that I wanted to have sex with. Mm. And I was like, first of all, that's none of your business. <laughs> Second of all. How did you find that <laughs> book? It's password protected. Literally, where where did you fucking get that book from? Um, no, and that and then that was when people started like asking me yeah. questions. And then obviously, like, you know, a lot of people went through back in that time, went through like the emo phase. So that was very much me expressing myself with like the front fringe and the undercut and the black nail yeah. polish and you know, all that kind of stuff. So it kind of like went from there to I guess just realizing, you know what, I I don't really care what people think about me. I've never really changed who I am as a person. I've never wanted to change my personality for anybody. Like what you see is what you get. And if you don't like it, then I don't really care. But that's you know huge I mean? for someone in year nine to have the resilience, yeah. you know, like a lot of people in their twenties and thirties would still really struggle in that situation. A lot of people that grew up in those kind of environments, they take a yeah. very long time to come out, a very long time to really be at peace with it. So did you have a support yeah. system? Was there someone that you could talk to or do you, are you just a very resilient person? Like, where did that come from? Um, I mean, look, I would say that all the things that have happened to me in high school growing up with all the bullying and stuff has definitely made me made me more resilient like I am today. Yeah. And I think, you know, like I had a very, very strong support network. Like my, my mum and my dad and my sister were always there for me for everything. My mum was much, very much the, you know, are you okay? If you don't want to go to school today, if you're, you know, scared or whatever it is, stay home. It's all good. Whereas my dad being Islander was like, I'm going to fucking knock this <laughs> out. Like I'm going to get them. I'm going to fucking punch him out. Like there was one time where he came to pick me up from school and my dad is, he loves his music. So he's like pulling up to the front of the school with like Tupac blasting nice. out of the car. Everybody knows who my dad is. I'm just saying that like, oh my God, can I draw any more attention to myself? And then he literally like, I put my bag in the car and then there was like the group of guys that we used to, you know, make fun of me. They were all kind of like hanging around just looking and my dad gets out of the car and like, kind of went over to them and was like, you touch my fucking son, I'm going to kill you. Like, he just went off wow. and lost his shit. And I was like, Dad, you can't do that. Like, I appreciate it so much. But at the end of the day, I still have to go to school tomorrow with these people. Yeah. You know, I still have to face I still have to face these people tomorrow. What right um, in my understanding, and this is just from the experience I have with Islander friends, that there does seem yeah. to be more of an acceptance of – um, males being more effeminate or of that kind of more fluidity around masculinity in Islander culture, I think, as opposed to my culture of Middle yeah. Eastern. Yeah, definitely. I think it's more, I feel like it has more to do with, um, obviously like the, the, the women and the mums play a very big part of mm. like, you know, the Islander thing. And, you know, a lot of, they, they look up to their mums because the mums are the ones that nurture them and care yeah. for them. And not to say that the, the fathers aren't doing anything like yeah. that, but it's just more so like, it's more of like an attachment to the female. And I think that's where that comes from. Cause I have noticed like a lot of, you know, I've got a lot of cousins on my dad's side that are queer. Mm. So it's just like, just that kind of thing. And a lot, a lot more accepting of it than obviously the dads would be, I guess, when it comes to, you know, coming out gotcha. to them. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So how old were you when you had your first boyfriend? I've actually never had a boyfriend. <gasps> so much to unpack. Oh, literally. literally. Like I've never, never had a boyfriend. Um, I've had lots of like crushes on people um I've gone out on many dates I feel like I have named myself you know have you ever seen that movie Good Luck Chuck yes that's You're the one before me. they like, find the one bitch like I'm telling you like the last probably four dates I went on it, everything was going great and then I wouldn't hear from them for like a week or so so I'd message them like hey like let's go out yeah. again like what's happening and then like oh, I'm actually seeing someone we're in a committed <gasps> relationship mate oh that's great cool Cool. What's going on? There's always a reason for everything, so I can't wait till we know what the reason is. So you can, because I, I know that you look back and you go, oh, "That's why." Have you had more yeah. attention now that you're hashtag famous? Like are people sliding into the uh, DMs more often. <laughs> um, yes and no. Like I get a lot of like older gentlemen that message me, and then I guess like some of them don't realize that I am. A male, like no. I'm, I'm, it's a character. No, no, so no, no. Like, Hi, no, you're joking. Hi, me. darling, you're you're so beautiful. I love that hair on you. Is that your natural hair color? With me wearing a fucking rainbow <laughs> wig, like, yeah, bitch. I grew this hair out of my head, bitch. It's a fucking Play-Doh hair. I've got rainbow <laughs> hair on my head. Oh, um, that is. So I know, literally, cute. haram. I feel so bad. I'm just like, oh no, no or like those you. creepy, like, yeah, like you know those. Um, those people that message and they're like show boobs. Oh. I'm like, no, thank you, Bob, Bob, Bob's and Virgin. No, 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 it's not happening. <laughs> no, 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 no. So what? What no. would? You, what are you looking for in a guy? Like what? When you imagine that the person that you think you want to, you know, spend your time with and be with, what is it? Um, I guess someone who can put up with um my ridiculous amount of multiple personalities. Okay, yeah. Someone. <laughs> <clears throat> not to say that I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. Okay. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not crazy. But um, Usually if you, no, you say I mean, I'm like, not crazy that many times, <laughs> usually me. Uh, um, I guess someone who I can like trust, mm. someone who, you know, laughs at my jokes. Um, I'm, I'm much more of like a romantic kind of person. I'm more into like, you know, spending time together, watching movies, mm. holding hands, nice. like cuddling, all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, obviously sex has, plays a massive part in relationships and things like that, but that's not like the main thing that I, I'm looking for, yeah, I guess. Um, but I guess it's more now I get people messaging me that say like, Hey, you're really cute or whatever. And then it's like on like dating apps and things like that. And then they're like, Oh my God, um, you're Carla from Bankstown. I love that. Like whatever. And then they just want to talk to me about Carla. Gotcha. Yeah. It's kind of like hard to differentiate. See, I can't imagine that because they're both you, but one is not you. Literally. And of course it's touching that people are like excited, but yeah. they're talking about a character yeah. you play, not you. I didn't think about it yeah. like that. 
Yeah, it's just kind of like I get I get a lot of messages. Say like on um like Grinder for example. Yeah. That's probably a, a very bad example because Grinder is a fucking disgusting <laughs> trashy app. But you got to get a obviously. Right? <laughs> so like I have guys that message me that will be like, oh, you know, um, I love your videos or whatever. Would you ever, you know, want to like hook up? Would you cross dress? Would you dress as Carla? to do this certain things. And I'm just like, it takes me like two and a half That's hours a to get into fucking drag. But what I if it was like Idris it. Elba or like, like top premium, top 1% hottie. And, and you'd have to be like, for you, you can, you can do me well. I'm oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But that day hasn't come yet. I haven't had a man like that. You've that still got Moe from the area. <laughs> I still got no, there's nothing wrong with Moe from the area, okay? I love I love me an Arab man. I love it. I love the beard. I love the body and hair. And a lot of the Arab men love, are very repressed um, though with their with their sexuality. So it you know, that's I mean sometimes it can be a bit of fun, but you're not you're not meeting Mr. Right for the most part if you're gonna be married. <laughs> you're not no. meeting his family anytime soon. It's definitely Mr. Right now, not Mr. Yeah, right. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So mm-hmm. are you been doing it, Carla, you said for seven years. So when yep. did you discover this woman in your life? How old were you? <laughs> How did it come about? Um, I think it was maybe after, it was probably like a year-ish out of high school, I think. Um so after I left, I, after the all boys school in year 10, the bullying and stuff kind of got to a certain point where I was getting physically attacked <gasps> pretty much every day, oh food thrown at me. No one wanted to talk to me because they all thought that I was like, you know, had some fucking disease because I was oh, gay darling. or whatever. So I ended up leaving that school and went to a co-ed school, which was probably the best thing that I ever did because there was girls there and literally the day that I arrived I was like I need to find the group I need to find a group of girls right now because I cannot stand this and um that was when I was like kind of coming out more to myself so you know picture me like walking around with my big giant you know country road duffel bag (laughs) with my Vogue magazine in my bag trying to find these girls I literally found the group of girls and I actually met, you know, a couple of guys there as well. And we ended up, you know, having like a big friendship group. Oh. And I'm still talking. I still, you know, talk to most of them today. And that was like, It must have you know, been so amazing ago, to finally school. find your people and go to school every day not being scared. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like there were a few people that were kind of like, you know, would say shit. But it was more just like, you know, I was friends with their girlfriends. So their girlfriends would tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> and that's. That's the power that I had. I was like, um, they're being really mean to me. Can you like tell them off? And, like I would go to I would go to their house and the boyfriend would come over and he'd be like, Oh, why is Ben here? And she's like, He's my he's my gay best friend. You need to fuck yeah. off, like that kind of thing. Oh, so, you're not getting any um, anytime soon. So literally. Um, but yeah, so my high school friends and I, we used to play this game where when we would go out places, we would always kind of do this thing where we would see someone random sitting around or a couple or whatever. And we would kind of, they'd always look at me and say, what's their name? What's their story? So I would kind of like, we would just make voices up and, you know, make funny shit up about them and whatever. Um, And we actually were at Bankstown, Bankstown McDonald's, the one on Rickard Road. (laughs) Yes. Um, And we were sitting in there and these two girls came up to us and they literally were like, they were like the, the definition of Bankstown. Like they had on 
matching Adidas tracksuits. One leg, one pant leg was like rolled up. Yes. They had their TNs on, you know, middle parted long black hair, <laughs> big, like big Napoleon Purtis lashes and like whatever. And um, me and my friends were just like, oh, fuck, here we go. So they walk up to us and they're just staring at us and they're like, excuse me, do you got, do you got two buck? And I was like, sorry <laughs> like what do's got these got two bucks or what i'm like no I, I don't i'm so sorry all right well do you have one buck and i was like literally i was like i don't have two i don't have one i like, don't have cash i have an air force card literally and then she looks at her friend she's like cuz how are we gonna get a fucking soft serve now and then she just walks off and i'm like oh my god that if you told me it was for a soft serve bitch i would have fucking bought you one but like seriously <laughs> and as they walked away, my friends were like, what is, what's her name? What's her story? And I was like, that's Carla from Bankstown. She is a fucking gronk. And that's literally like me ad- ad- adapting to that voice and just like saying really, really dumb shit. And it just kind of like went from there. And then I thought, you know what, let's just like start making videos about Carla. Um, I think the first kind of like big-ish video that I did was my best friend Aaron and I, we came up with the idea to do the Real Housewives of Bankstown, mm-hmm. which um, was around the time when Melbourne Housewives first started and all that kind of stuff. And then um, I made the video for Carla and that kind of got some traction on like this meme page on Facebook back when Facebook was like the main yeah. thing, before, way before Instagram. Um, and it ended up getting like over like 35,000 views on Facebook mm-hmm. and it was just like kind back of then, took off. Back then especially, that's huge. Yeah. Literally. And like, even on, um, like YouTube, I put it on YouTube and it's, it got like 20,000 views within the first like two days. Wow. And I was like, fuck, this is crazy. Like, this is so cool that people are like watching me be a fucking idiot on the <laughs> internet and they're actually enjoying it. And they're liking it, you know? Um, it, I didn't realize the extent of it until I went to Parramatta Westfields one day and like this big group of girls walked past me and they're like, Oh my God, are you Carla from Bankstown? <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, yeah, how the fuck do you know that? They're like, we love your video. We watch it all the time. I'm like, oh my, oh my god, god, thanks, guys. That's so cool. Oh that is so cool. So weird. And for me, being like, you know, like 19, I was like, whoa, this is so intense. Like, this is crazy that this is happening. And um, yeah, so it just kind of went from there. And then I took a massive break just because, like, I kind of got over mm. it and. I was just kind of like, this isn't going anywhere. And I was like, I just couldn't be bothered. Yeah. I just want to work and get money. And it was only within the last, like, maybe two or three years. I'll, I'll probably say about three years. My One of my friends, Will, he said to me, like, we should start making funny videos again. Um, let's just make some new content, see what happens. And then that's when Carla just birthed yeah. and took off into the universe. And who would have thought, would you, I mean, you, I imagine never would have presumed that it would be politics of all things that would catapult her into the public sphere. Like what made you think Glassberry Jicklin? Yeah. I'm going to like align myself with her. Cause it's, it's crazy, but it's like genius. <laughs> I, I fucking hate politics. Like I am, if you ask me, what parties are what and who's representing what party. I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. I I do not care one single bit about politics. And I think I just started seeing like, you know, her press conferences and things like that. And then people started making that thing where they were like, you know, what's Gladys going to wear today? And I kind of saw the humor in that. And I was like, this is really cool. Like maybe we should try and like, you know, and then I actually met her um, a couple of years ago when one Mm. of my friends was, 
are graduating from the police academy and she was one of the guest speakers and that was back uh, that was where my obsession kind of started i was like fuck yeah i love gladys like she's cool like she's she's actually a really really nice like i've met so many of those politicians working in radio and most of them you wouldn't ever want to hang out with but i always had a soft spot for gladys she needs to she does need to soften the blush but i've always just 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 a a smidge but i love her yeah, me too. Like, I think the thing, the first thing I said to her was, like, right up to her, I was like, Gladys, can I get a photo? She's like, of course you can. So here's me in the photo with Gladys. And then I just, I looked at her, I was like, did you know that you're a gay icon? The gays love you. And she's like, oh my God, really? That's so sweet. Thank you so much. I was like, we love you, honey. We, we got your back. Even though, even though you destroyed our nightlife and all that kind of shit. And you like apparently kill koalas or whatever the fuck that shit was. I was like, but obviously right. she you, is. She's obviously a political hero um, of the of the nation. Obviously. Um, and lastly, we've already been talking yeah. half an hour. Sorry, so great. Um, celebrity Apprentice. Now, this is something that not many like Instagram or TikTok stars, internet stars, make the leap to television. So this surprised me, yeah. but delighted me. So were you surprised and delighted when you got a call one day from a casting agent or however it happened saying, do you want to come on the TV? I I had absolutely no idea what was happening because it was just kind of off the, off the bat of me doing my, a current affair thing that I did. And I think it was just for me, like being asked to be on that show, being like, I guess a person of color, being a person who's queer, being a drag Mm. queen, all that kind of stuff to be on a national network like channel nine and to be on a show you know for charity for the queer community and all that kind of stuff it's just such a huge thing and i i didn't really think about it until like kind of the first couple of weeks in and one of the producers Mm. was so sweet he was like you know you know you're changing the game right now like this is we've never had someone like this on the show before the only other i guess australian drag queen that's kind of done something on a TV show before is like Courtney Act, for example, and she was on Celebrity Big Brother. So I was like, fuck, this is crazy. Like, this is going to be insane. So I'm very excited to see how it turns out. I'm very excited to see um, what they make of me on the show and what people think of me. (laughs) I'm very You're so lovable. I just know you would have done a good job, darling. And I think hearing your story and hearing, you know, how much work you've had to do and how much you've had to really kind of just – push through, yep. you know, like someone like me, I'll never understand that. Yep. Having to show up to school every day for three years, knowing that I'm probably going to get beaten up or bullied and yep. to still do it yeah. and to build that resilience and do what you do. And then you have to be the first, you know, like yep. I'll never be the first of anything, but you're the person that's going in there where it hasn't been done before. Yep. That's super brave. Thank and it shows you. such resilience. Thank and I think you. we're all the more blessed to have you on us. On our little screens and now on our big, <laughs> big screens. screens. So, Mabrook, well done. Thank I love you, you darling. Thank, thank you for making time too. to chat. Thank, thank you, thank you so you much. I show. really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I absolutely loved that chat with Ben. I don't know what I was expecting, but I don't think I was expecting someone so eloquent and gorgeous and authentic and smart. And what an amazing storyteller. Make sure you chuck Colour a follow on the socials at Colour from Bankstown and tune in to see them on Celebrity Apprentice, which starts soon. I don't actually know when. I should have researched that. YOLO. Um, I reckon we need more bends in the world. What about you? Mm. All right. I'm out. I love you. Have a safe, wonderful, and great week. And um, rate and review the podcast, all that stuff. Yada, yada, yada. Blah, blah, blah. Catch you next time. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.